0: Pakistani President Pervez Musharraf resigned from office today rather than face the prospects of being the first president in the nation's history to be impeached. The news, greeted by celebrations in the country, came just hours ago as mounting political pressures increasingly isolated the former president who took power in a 1999 coup. Officials from two major parties united in the civilian government coalition had warned that charges against the former president would be presented to parliament later this week. A two-thirds majority in the upper and lower houses of parliament would have been needed in order to carry out an impeachment against Musharraf for his suspension of the constitution, for dismissal of judges and for imposition of emergency rule in Pakistan last November. Musharraf could still face trial for treason which the coalition party of former Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif is calling for. The Pakistan People's Party of the late Benazir Bhutto, on the other hand, said that the matter should be resolved by Parliament. With the official end of the Musharraf era in Pakistan, it is not clear who will take his place. Under the Constitution, a new president must be elected within the next 30 days. My guest is Shahid Mahmood. He is the former editorial cartoonist for Dawn, a national newspaper in Pakistan, currently internationally syndicated with the New York Times Syndicate. Welcome to Uprising, Shahid. Thanks so much for joining us. So the official reasons that Pervez Musharraf, uh, his uh, impeachment had been called for, uh, would you attribute those, you know, the dismissal of the judges, et cetera, that I just listed as the major reason why Musharraf has now resigned? Or is it really because Benazir Bhutto was uh, killed last December and there are suspicions that he was responsible?
1: Ali, I think actually... The the reason here is um, Musharraf's allegiance with uh, the Americans. I mean that's really a baptism with fire. I mean you're 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 playing with uh, a foreign entity um, with your own domestic affairs, and I think in the long run this just did not play well with um, his opponents and uh, the the larger public as a whole. And uh he basically ran out of time and uh the US on the other hand was becoming a lot more involved and was asking a lot more of Pakistan as a country to to route the extremist element in uh in, in Pakistan. And sort of the Talibanization of uh, various sections of the border and uh if you recall the Red Mosque incident Uh, that sort of also uh, brought issues up to the forefront. So I think uh, Musharraf's connection with, uh, with this element, this foreign element, which was the Americans, really brought around his downfall.
0: So does this mean now that Musharraf is feeling that the United States is no longer supporting him as an individual and sort of seeing that his time is up, he decided to resign?
1: Well, I think um, you know uh, the the two parties, uh, Nawaz Sharif, who heads his party, and Asif Ali Zardari, who heads the PPP, uh, sort of positioned themselves at the right time. Um, you know, his uh, Musharraf's uh, powers were sort of waning. The public was getting very resentful of him acting uh, with the sole interest of the United States. Um so when they positioned themselves um it was fortuitous that uh um you know they could sort of uh join the bandwagon as it would say and um you know the US was also getting tired of Musharraf because they were not getting the results they felt uh, they needed Do you, you f- do you
0: feel that Musharraf was essentially put in an impossible position by the United States
1: I think so i you know uh th- th- if you look at Pakistan as a country, um, you know, forget the issues of democracy. We don't even have uh, a viable section of the population who have, a- who have access to water, to electricity, to shelter, to health, to education. These are basic rights that need to be secured for the, for the general public, and I don't think any politician has done this. In the history of the country,
0: and in fact, on that note, the um, inflation is, uh, I understand, hitting a new high. Uh, The Pakistani rupee fell uh, for four straight days in a row against the dollar last Friday. So this certainly is also putting added pressures on the population.
1: For sure. I mean, there's sort of, you know, somebody needs to be pinned, and I think um, uh, it's convenient for Musharraf to sort of uh, bear that cross right now, but. you know i think you know zardari or nawaz sharif who 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 uh, whoever might sort of come out into the forefront will will uh, will bear this and uh, will probably fall as well because look at the history of pakistan you know i've been cartooning now for for many years and um you know i can i can recycle cartoons from from the past and they have just as much relevance as they do today as they did you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. So
0: you just change the names and the captions.
1: Well, I don't even have to change the names, <laughs> right? It's the same right. players. That's uh, right,
0: that's uh, right. No, uh, Nawaz Sharif and Zardari are back. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, uh, Zardari's uh, wife uh, Benazir is gone, but you know, it's the same sort of lineage. And this is the sad thing. I mean, you, we talk about democracy here, but what type of democracy do we have when uh, you know we have sort of a boy king, um, Bilawal um, Benazir's son? a 19-year-old boy sort of uh, making press press statements about how uh, how happy he is and how good it is for the country that Musharraf has gone it's quite ludicrous it's it's a caricature of a situation
0: my guest is Shahid Mahmood. He is the former editorial cartoonist for Dawn, a national newspaper in Pakistan, currently internationally syndicated with the New York Times Syndicate. He joins us on the line just hours after Pervez Musharraf has announced his resignation as President of Pakistan. So let's, let's talk about now what you expect to happen in the coming uh, weeks and months. I mentioned that according to the Constitution, there must be a new president elected within the next 30 days. And Pakistan had a, a pretty serious parliamentary election earlier this year that changed the political landscape and now uh, we could be seeing yet another election this time for president. Do you think that the country is actually going to be able to keep to that timetable and the political uh, infrastructure will be able to keep to that timetable?
1: I think, you know, I, I think that they will and just in the sense that um, the word right now is that Asif Ali Zardari and Nawaz Sharif are vying for that uh, position, the, president, the president's position. Uh, the president's position uh, presently holds a lot of power. Um, I think if Nawaz Sharif were to get it, um, the government, um, A.K.A. Asif Ali Zardari, will probably try and reduce it to more of a ceremonial post. However, if he, Asif gets it, then uh, he will be um, sort of, uh, you know, the king of the kingdom. Um, you know, I, I also think that once Musharraf is gone. Um, his departure can probably see a lot of the opposition, rival parties drift apart, and you'll sort of see the same uh, factions fighting bitterly amongst each other. Um, we have to realise that the two main civilian parties are all rivals, and uh, you know, despite this recent cooperation. Um, I think uh, they will sort of be uh, bitterly tearing each other apart once Musharraf is gone.
0: Now, uh, don't you think that both of these men have plenty of political baggage from their past? I mean, will the Pakistani public um, be able to look upon them as viable candidates for the president? And also, do you see where the United States might be leaning or which candidate the United States might be leaning towards supporting if, if at all either of them?
1: Yeah, you know, the, both these men are um you should call them more half men. They uh come with a, a lot of baggage. Zardari is a thoroughly corrupt individual, a misogynist. Um you know, he these men are not educated. They I mean, having a conversation with them is uh, a bit of a chore when you uh, listen to them on TV or uh news clips. I you know the problem is that they're just not only them but this is the case with Musharraf is that the people that they're surrounded with are incompetent and um they just uh present a very dysfunctional government with with no sort of vision as to where they are going to take Pakistan as a country uh in the future i mean they need somebody who has a vision and to sort of stand up and sort of say you know these are the issues that we have to address. We have to address uh, illiteracy. We have to address uh, social uh, matters. I mean, none of this is being talked about. What, what they are wasting their time with is um, what Musharraf did or did not do, what they will, you know, hopefully achieve once Musharraf is gone. They're not really addressing the core issues. It's sort of like this: um, the situation between McCain and uh Obama where you know all they're talking about is sort of their moralities their religion and um you know who is a true christian they're not really talking about they themselves as a the candidate and what they will do for their country
0: or important things like the war economy etc exactly. bread so and butter so issues
1: sort of right intangible things for people but somehow they feel like you know talking about uh, god and country is far more important than sort of the basic things that affect your everyday person.
0: Shahid, what about the Pakistani military? I mean, Pervez Musharraf, in an effort to appear more democratic last year, resigned as head of the military to try to keep this uh, these two positions that he held simultaneously separate. Where does the military go from here?
1: The military is an interesting aspect of Pakistani politics. You know, they... they uh... Become extremely politicized over the years, just because they've always stepped up into the role of playing government, which you know they they really shouldn't be. But uh, you know that's the case. We we can't really turn the clock back. But you know here they are. They're sort of an institution. I hear Kayani wants to sort of uh, step back and become more.
0: And that was a successor to Musharraf.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to become so involved. But you know they they are a corporate entity. They um, they own manufacturing plants, they own land.
0: But they're also the important factor when it comes to the Talibanization of Pakistan as well as sort of cooperation with the U.S. in the so-called war on terror. For sure. Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: there are elements in the Army, and especially, if not the Army, the ISI, which is the um, Secret Service uh, uh, wing of uh, the Pakistani government. And, uh, you know, there was a a report that came out recently saying that... uh, uh that the ISI is totally out of control and uh they need really need to be reeled in mm-hmm. and uh this was a I believe a, a report that uh, came out from uh Stratfor which is a, uh, a think tank a US think tank um so you know what Pakistan and how Pakistan deals with the ISI uh, as a terrorism supporting entity is uh i think beyond anybody it seems like nobody really knows what happens in the isi Except the the ISI itself. Exactly.
0: uh. (laughs) Right. Well, Shahid Mahmood, I want to thank you very much for joining us today. It certainly remains to be seen how things are going to be unfolding in Pakistan. Uh, We uh, very much appreciate your commentary. And again, uh, Shahid Mahmood, my guest, editorial cartoonist for Dawn, a national newspaper in Pakistan, currently internationally syndicated with the New York Times Syndicate. His website is DrawnConclusions.com. That's DrawnConclusions.com. Thanks, Shahid.
1: Thank you.